coast to coast where it's all intense about two people sucking each other's dicks. Coast to coast. You know the alien talk show on the AM radio? Doom, 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 doom. I used to when I was a young boy. Really? In the 90s. Um, I don't think I ever listened to it, which is weird because I love that stuff in the sense of the people who are obsessed with that stuff. I told you that I bought a book about how to supercharge your frontal lobes from no. from a guy on that show. Wait, who's like how to the, charge your frontal? What does that mean? The host is like, I got a guy here. He's gonna tell you to f- supercharge your frontal lobes. And his books are available <laughs> for purchase. A, we got a guy here. So I called the number the next day. What guy, was it about it? And the we... guy's like, hello? <laughs> <laughs> Just because no one I'd ever like, called I'd him. I'd like to buy your books. And he's like, oh, okay. Was and it like his personal books. number? Like he didn't, Guess so. he was not prepared for a big barrage of calls. What was it about it that excited you? Yeah, you allegedly would allow you to uh, manip- manipulate other people with your brain. Ugh. That's what, that's what we needed. Carby's running around. Take your clones off, young lady. It's like a Porky's idea. Mm. You know what I mean? I never saw Porky's. I never, never saw, saw that movie. movie. Uh, hey, tomorrow night, bud. What? Isn't tomorrow night the Oscar special? Oh, is the Oscars tomorrow? Is it? Is it? Siri, when Oscars tomorrow? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can get Siri that. Hey, Siri. When are the Oscars question mark tomorrow? Question mark. The 90th Academy Awards ceremony will be held on Sunday, the 4th of March at 8 p.m. Estate 5 p.m. PST on ABC. You can get all the details at Oscars.org. <clears throat> is that Irish? Hey, Siri. Uh, are you, is it Irish? Am I hearing Irish? Question mark. Period. <laughs> Explanation. <laughs> You broker. <laughs> we should have been recording all of this. <clears throat> oh, I've been recording the whole time. Hey. Hey, oh, welcome to that little aside. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Luckily, it looks too quiet to fucking be picked up anyway. Uh-huh. Look how fucking quiet that That's is. That's fine. Keep talking. Check one, check two. Oh, we got the thing. Why are you so quiet? Because you don't want me to be heard. No, that quiet part mm. is a little serious, but it'll work out. It'll work out great. It'll work out so great. Talking to your microphone. Check one, check two. You just got a quiet voice. I got a loud voice. It's fine. We got that thing that equalizes the whole fucker. So why'd you think it was tomorrow? The Oscars. Now I'm like suddenly hyper-sensitive <laughs> that the podcast is being recorded. Well. You just got a glimpse of what, how just laid back and cool yes. Holyoke is when he doesn't realize we're recording. Uh, On the spot now, bud. Go ahead and be funny, funny man. Oscars. <laughs> Whatever. Before we did this, I showed Garvey a video from when I was 15. So you should feel hunky-dory. Did you never make videos when you were 15? Like I, any, I did. You made some moves? Moves? Ease? Mm, yeah. Like the Oscars? Speaking of Oscars. I did. What Do you remember the premise of any of them? It was a mishmash of nonsense. Dramatic or more light fare? More light fare is a goof. Do you remember any of the premises of them? Give me, give me a little. Well, in Tobias's or Poop to Tobias's Revenge, 
you see, you were on top of Tobias being a funny name before Arrested Development. Yeah. So, well before that, I just showed a video where Gar- Garvey saw me. Uh, the premise was that my soda was too cold, cold. and I needed to make it warmer. Just weird. <sighs> I was watching a lot of kids in the hall. So, Tob- Tobias, what is he doing? I don't remember that it was ever clear in the movie what was happening. So wait, we structure's going structure's to be a main issue for the plot of that yes. Okay, we'll put some notes At, down. Towards the end, we were just like, it, it was dark, and we had a golf club in our hands, and we were walking. It was actually ended up looking very David Lynch, but we were just walking, and there's a flashlight on the fucking golf club tip. I don't know. <laughs> so it's about a golfer in the dark with a tip? I guess so. Did anything, does this exist anywhere? It's a good question. It may be on that 8 millimeter tape I have uh, that I don't have a com- camera. So a com- com- it, it may be inside of the movie 8 millimeter starring Nicolas Cage. Is that what you're telling yes. me? Yes. That movie? Do you watch it? Samuel Jackson. Kills no, himself, kills himself at the end. That's um, 9 millimeter. That's 9 millimeter. No, that's 187. Oh. Is I it? Knew, I knew I had a number. There's number movies. That's a good topic. Numbered I never movies. actually saw it. I just remember people like, hey, Samuel Jackson. You never saw 8mm with Nicolas Cage? No, what was that about? That was about the snuff film. Samuel Jackson kills himself. No, it's not. He's not an 8mm. <laughs> You're out of your damn mind. It's that weird boy. I am out of my mind. It's the guy from uh, Big Lebowski who's the nihilist. He's in charge of snuff. Flea. And then you got that weird Peter pervy. Stormare. There's the money guy who's got the perv, the perv money. I talk 8mm all day. I remember watching it on HBO. It blew my mind. Never saw it. You never saw 8mm? It seems like right up your alley. I'm, t- I'm off. We should be recording this. We are recording this. Uh, ah! You were telling me you're just that loose when you, uh, when you think it's not happening. Joaquin Phoenix is in. Oh, yeah. He's the bad boy. He shows him the underground. James Colton Gandolfini. R.I.P. Pre-Sopranos. Norman Reedus, your boy from Wushamacallit, Catherine Keener. What? The dude from The Walking Dead, people. I don't care about that show. You don't care about that show? You've never seen 8mm? No. You're out of your fucking mind. It's true. No Samuel Jackson in an 8mm. What was the movie? I guess it was 187. Yeah, it was 187, which is a great movie about gang stuff. Why does he kill himself? Because he's a part of a system that's keeping everybody down. I don't remember. You sure it's 187? I, no. 187 was a made-for-TVs movie? Really? Maybe. Well, I feel like it was like straight to... Just FYI, everyone. This was not the pre- part of the prepared remarks. We'll get to that. This is more important. Samuel Jackson, absolutely. I just wanted to explain why we didn't know what the fuck we're doing. I love your explanations, and they help me in my life and your life. Uh. 187 did not make some money. And its reception was not so hot. How pl- rotten were those tomatoes? Pretty rotten. Spoiler alerts for 187 people. Uh, yeah, he does kill himself at the end of it. So, sorry, yes. everybody. We're reporting a 187 self induced Samuel Jackson in the movie 187 with no correlation to the snuff film based movie 8 Millimeter. Eights in both the movies, absolutely no connection <laughs> between the two. I hate to tell you. I want to know now why he does it. 
Because it's uh, like a tit for tat. <laughs> what? Samuel Jackson. Uh, I don't think it's a tit for tat because I don't even think I know what tit for tat means. Besides sexual harassment. <laughs> besides, I know. I'm sorry to the people out there. But 187. I believe it's the, they come to to 187 him. Oh. That one but then there's like cross. someone he like one eight sevens himself. Do you think Samuel Jackson's character's name is one eight seven in that movie? Is that why? <laughs> I hope so. No, his name is Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Mondays, that's for sure. <laughs> that's why he killed himself. God, I hate Mondays. Ah, uh, oh, fucking Mondays. Goodbye. <laughs> Read it oh, out they, loud. They Don't play read. Russian roulette. But he know it's like he knows that the next bullet is going to kill oh, the but kid. He knows it, so he is going ahead and just one eight seven himself. What's a one, what's a suit? One eight six. One eight. Yeah, one, he, one, one? he hopes to teach Caesar something by killing himself. These names, Paco and Benny. Oh, it's a very Caesar utters the words. He took my turn. I could have taken my own turn. I'm going to beat him. One eight seven is very late nineties, L A. Overwrought. That's a great okay. L A. That's like an L A. series where it's like one eight seven exists in the same universe as um, eight millimeter. Actually, <laughs> you're not too far off. No, it exists in the same universe as that Michael Douglas movie with him in the glasses falling down. You know, falling down. I do. I feel like they're all in the bad L A. verse. Crime adverse, L.A. Heat. You believe Which we in- talked about in the last one, I think. Yeah, and I did my famous Al Pacino. Oh that's, yeah, that whole uh, that that Bradford enjoyed. Thank you, B. Ford, one of our only listeners between you, Lamar Kelly. <laughs> uh, who else is on there? Sisters, D, your sisters, my mom. <laughs> we just as long as we can count the people who listen to this <laughs> on our hands, we will always acknowledge you for listening. Dean. His Ian? brother-in-law. I forgot Ian from Bingo. He listens to it. He said some of them, not so good. <laughs> Thanks, <Ian. laughs> Thanks, son. Why don't you go get fucked? <laughs> We're coming over to your house. We're doing Russian roulette. <laughs> and guess what? I'm not Garfield in this. You are. We're Caesaring out. <laughs> oh, you never saw 187? Go ahead and shoot yourself. <laughs> yeah, 187 ended up on a Cinemax. Do you have Cinemax as a kid? I believe so. I was rolling in those fucking... Satellite <laughs> AM movie channels. AM movie. We had HBO and we had Cinemax. We didn't have any time for that stars horse shit. And, sk- <laughs> and then around ten o'clock was when Skinemax yeah. started, and he got your soft course. <clears throat> a little Schlegel learned a thing or two about <laughs> well, love. No, a little Schlegel Ooh, uh, did a thing or two to a Schlegel. <laughs> One eight seven. <laughs> <laughs> One dingled seven. That should be seven. Never mind. So that concludes this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Our topic was one eight seven. <laughs> movie neither of us have seen. I've seen one eight seven. Do not put me in that boat. I've seen it a million times. But <laughs> I'm on your gravestone. Brian <laughs> Schlegel saw the movie one eight seven. Oh, <laughs> oh my Are God. you more of a Caesar or a Garfield? 
All these are on my tombstone. It's a scrolling. One eight seven. It's the future. It's my just my tombstone screens. is designed to spark conversation about the movie. One eight seven. He he died as he lived, sparking dialogue about one eight seven about what's going on in the streets of L A. in nineteen ninety seven. What do you think the director? Do you think the director did anything else? Oh, I'm going to say no based on how you said that. I did not click on it yet. Oh. Okay. Guess I'm going to tell you two movies that he directed, even though I thought one of them was directed by someone else. Are you ready for this? 186. Oh, my God. The 187 prequel. No, but one of his movies does has the word count count in it, which is funny because 187, if you count it up, are all numbers. And it's 9 plus uh, 16. Seven. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. No way. Same guy who directed that movie directed 187. Remember when Christian Slater gets shot in the hand with an arrow? Yeah, and because Kevin, and also remember how... Hey, he cut it out. Hey, even Christian Slater, Christian Slater even tried to do a fucking British accent. Kevin Costner was the only dude who was like, nope, we're not doing that in this movie. Hey, it cut it out. He was, he did, he was like, he was upset. It was his brother. It also says that he directed Waterworld, which I thought was weird. Wow. Because I thought Waterworld was a Kevin Costner self-direct. He also did The Count of Monte Cristo. Hmm. He did Hayfield and the McCoys. Did you watch that? I kind of wanted to watch it. The Hatfield and the McCoys. Hatfield. James Hatfield. And the McCoys. These are so many Kevin Costner things. Dude loves Kevin Costner. And he did Risen, the story of a young baker making bread. Oh, my God. No, I'm joking. What? What? You just made that up? Yeah. He did a movie called Risen, R-I-S-E-N, but I did a goof there oh. where I was like, uh, he's a beggar. It's a biblical, biblical, <laughs> it's a biblical drama. He also did Tristan and Isolde. Uh, oh, yeah, it's uh, Shakespeare. Yeah, some sort of shit. It has nothing to do with 187. <laughs> All I care about is 187. <laughs> <laughs> not enough 187 talk on his Wikipedia page. Me thinks... You have a sooth for 187. I was trying to do a Shakespeare thing. That was fun, dude. Huzzah! I, I enjoyed it. Reynolds later advised Costner behind the scenes on the epic. So what was his name? Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Kevin Reynolds. Last, he uh, is a San Antonio boy. He's a spur in my side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that concludes our of <laughs> Kevin Reynolds <laughs> podcast. Uh, we love him. We love him so much. We love you. He directed our boy, who is a previous topic, Bill Paxton in the Hatefields and the McCoys. Hatfield. What is it? <laughs> I tip my hat field to you, good sir. If this was in the, win- I think we can call that a Reynolds rap. Listen, segueing, if this podcast, 187, was in the Winter Olympics, it would easily not contend. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're going to make a joke about numbers. Uh, It would get a 1.87 amount of drugs, so we'd be disqualified for 187 (laughs) hallucinogen doping scheme. What are they calling... The Riskies this year, or yeah, the uh, official athletes of Russia, official Olympians, Authentica Republica, 
Russia. I'm worried about the structural integrity of your desk. Look at it. Every time I move it, it's it's a shake. You got a lot of stuff. We got on a there. shake, rattle and roll. Very hit uh, hip song from sixty years ago. Um, <laughs> yes, the they're called that because the Russians are out. I wanted to bring it up because the Winter Olympics. Don't worry, bud. We are not gonna have a collapse. Russian stray dog bad situation with our winter olympics talk at my desk lots of things going on there not quite connecting but <laughs> i'm gonna move away from the desk so i don't bump it anymore because you it's coming down you'll hear it if it comes down you heard it here first folks yeah. we my desk is 187ing itself so it doesn't have to be in this <laughs> podcast no more uh i wanted to bring up the olympics because they're starting uh at the time of this recording but I thought it was a good time to bring up, because I've never asked you this, because we all lived through it. You were around for the Winter Olympics of Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. How did you enjoy them? You were how old? I was 20, so it was very disappointing not to be able to drink during it. Ah, you, you found a way, right? You found a way. Life, Life found uh, a way? I did not find a way. Really? I went to the... I feel like we talked about this before. Did we? In fact, I feel like... A year ago? Everything that's happened... <laughs> Has happened many times before. <laughs> Maybe you're living one big one eight seven Groundhog Day. Oh well, yeah, one eight seven every day. <laughs> I'm in one eight seven. That'd be such a better. What if one eight seven was a sequel to Groundhog Day? What if one eight seven was one January eighth two thousand seven mm. was Groundhog Day, where Samuel or Jackson had to watch his own movie one eight seven. With Bill Murray, and then they play Russian roulette at the end. And Kevin Reynolds comes in and says, Guys, you don't have to kill yourself. Let's just watch Waterworld. But I directed it. It's called 1.8.7. And then Christian Slater came and shot them all in the hand with a bow and arrow. And then at the there's one scene where Kevin Costner does a British accent to make up for mm. Prince of Thieves. And the tagline is, there's some smoke there. <laughs> now we're adding a whole other element from JFK. Another JFK 187. I think Roman numerals for 187 is JFK. So Garfield, the character played by Samuel Jackson in 187, murdered JFK mm -hmm. as Quincy Jones. Did you read that, Quincy Jones? <laughs> yes, oh, well, I read my like three. God! Sentences. That shit doesn't get much better than that. This motherfucker is one dumb motherfucker. Oh, am I no good? Is it no good? Is that no good? I feel like typically. <laughs> that was a quick no good. Loud and clear. You know, usually when we're like, hey, let's do a race. <laughs> I think. No, I know. It doesn't matter how accurate it is. It doesn't matter how accurate it is. I don't know how accurate it's it is. It's racist. How else do you, when I, I read the you phrase, when, he, say, when we, he says motherfucker. We were just doing Samuel Jackson quotes, and you notice how I just avoided the whole thing? Did I do it there, too? No. Oh, get a gun. I got a 187 out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't get to. That's fair. I'm so, I didn't even... It's just when I Call I didn't even realize this because I've only been reading it. But when you read how Quincy Jones says motherfucker, it's hard for me not to just. I know because I guess I am racist. Damn. No, it's not racist inherently. I'm sorry, everybody on the planet. Accurately representing how certain people talk. It was so cool the way he you said it. You just don't get to. He talked like I dream of talking. 
Especially about Ringo Starr. Yeah, we better delete everything that's just Oh, sorry, everybody. God damn it. But I was trying to segue to... So you were 20. (laughs) I'm going to get the fucking gold medal in segues. (laughs) I was 20. You were 20. You were on 200 South. But wait, where were you? Do you you remember anything interesting of it? Were you just working? Nothing interesting? Because you were in Salt Lake. Yeah, I was working at the Jehuli exhibit. Did you do anything related? Were you inconvenienced by it? No. I had a dream during it that... A bunch of airplanes were falling out of the sky because it was after 9 11. Yeah, it was not that long. I told you, oh, fuck, maybe we did talk about this. Forgive me if not. <laughs> I am, we we're playing Russian roulette after this, so it'll be all over, so don't worry about it. But I, I think I might have talked about this where it was right after September 11th, and they're like, and the fucking first event is going to be the Winter Olympics in Salt Lake, and everyone started freaking out, and especially in Park City, we were having a conversation in the class, the class I made those videos for, and the you know how basically by the 90s, every high school had a cop assigned to it. Yeah. That cop was hanging out in that room. And he's like, and we were talking about, oh, what are we going to do about the Olympics? Is it going to be a terrorist attack? And he's like, I was talking to the, you know, the FBI. So they're all coming down, coming out here for to check out the security. of Was that officer's name? Alex Jones? <laughs> People. <laughs> all the gay frogs are going to kill everybody. But they, because it's a reference to... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I haven't done his voice in a long time. I'm afraid I'm all, it's only going to come out as Quincy Jones. <sighs> I can't do impressions anymore because <laughs> he, he spooked me. Spooked me, caught me. But the officer was explaining the real fear is that why are you making that face? Are you sitting in your pants right now? Yes. The officer that said the real fear is that Park City is, of course, an old mining town. They were afraid that someone would plant a nuclear bomb inside of one of those old mine shafts in which you blew it up. It would implode the entire city. That was the fear. That's a little bit much. But as a 16 year old boy, it seemed fantastical and amazing and also very plausible. I'm sure Park City was chief on the targets. In fact, the fourth plane on 9-11 was actually originally targeting Park City, but they diverted to Pennsylvania. Listen, if they would have seen the videos I was making when I was 16, they would have asked. <laughs> What's uh, the plot of this? Uh, the, the soda's too cold? Who would ever consider a soda too cold? Uh, Fuck it, we're hitting Pennsylvania. <laughs> All the sodas in Park City were too cold. That was a part of the terrorist attack. God damn. Speaking of sodas, one of the things I was in high school was the soda. Uh, as a soda, I was a big soda boy. I actually, was a big soda boy. Me too. I was full of sodas back in those days. And during the Olympics, they shut down our school because I went to Park City High School, and they deemed it you couldn't drive into the city unless you lived there. You had to have a local pass to get in. So they cut out all this old, all this sagebrush in this field, which was like everyone was like, "Oh, you're cutting that out. It's not going to grow back." that quickly i don't even know if it has grown back but it was where everyone would park and then get bussed into park city so we had two weeks off and what do we do well one of my friends nick nelson was like they've got the coca-cola store on main street and they had coca-cola had paid some store to let them come in and become the coke store where they were just giving away free soda and so of course my first day off where i didn't have to go to school get on that bus go into town and get a bunch of free soda then the only other thing I remember about the Olympics is going to see, there's two other things, going down, seeing the Foo Fighters downtown. Where did they, where were the concerts downtown? It was in some parking lot or something. Do you remember this? 
<laughs> okay, this is one of those. What are you thinking about? What are you thinking? About? Well, I was gonna say, <laughs> wasn't it the place that got destroyed by a tornado? But then I was like, oh wait, the Olympics were after the tornado. But I feel like it was in that same area. That's what they call. They used to be the Delta Center, Vivint Arena, the Viv. Now it's the Viv. It used to be Energy Solutions Arena, which was great. Cause it's called Ensal. It was around there. Was, did you go to anything there? You never went to anything there. Mm-mm. I went and saw the Foo Fighters, and I was like, used to go into real intimate punk shows because I'm a punk rocker. And I was like, I only need a sweatshirt. I don't need it. So I'd go down. I went down expecting to be very close and kept warm. By, by, it was freezing cold. We saw the Foo Fighters, but guess who opened That's up? That's what inspired your movie about the cold soda. That's right, because I won't be cold no more. Um, we saw the Foo Fighters, but you know who opened up for the Foo Fighters that blew my brain? Ween. No. <laughs> It was we know a stand-up comic who's famous from Full House. Bob Saget. And he was go- he was letting loose. He was blue. And he was going super blue, and it blew, different spelling, if you wanted to know, my brain away, hmm. not unlike Samuel Jackson at the end of 187. And it was it was all blue, and it was like, oh, he's dirty. He's dirty. A 16-year-old boy is very impressive. I bet. Now the uh, target demographic. The next thing I remember was going down to Salt Lake to see Real Big Fish try to cash in on some of that Olympic money. Is that the the Mountain Dew Festival? No, they performed at DV8 before it all went to hell. But I remember what was notable <laughs> was that as we were waiting in line, there was chalk written. Uh, someone had written in with chalk on the sidewalks, anti-abortion dialogue and then we're driving around in one of those trucks that had a dead baby on the side being uh, like this is what abortions are so you're like i'm a fucking dumb little kid going to see ska shows getting inundated by some very intense freedom of speech uh, content going on in the middle of salt lake do you remember seeing any of that shit why did they attack the real big fish show i don't know there's one big fish to fry real big fish what are you thinking about now um, speaking of protests, when I was protesting things in downtown Salt Lake City in the 90s, early aughts, uh-huh. re release 187. Uh, we were really against fur because we were animal mm. rights activists. Gotcha. And we saw some ladies of the night walking down Main Street by Crossroads. So, just two ladies out walking at night. Or it, did you mean something else by that? I am implying heavily something else. You're Im- implying what? That they get implied by somebody? Yes, they're getting implied. For some sort of currency? For currency. Where was this at? Write down their names. What is that? What's going on here? Uh, Main Street. Or excuse me, West Temple. Wow, where? Because um, that's weird to think of. In front of Crossroads? They were classy. They're wearing fur. That's so weird to think of prostitutes actively being on West Temple... In front of the crossroads. Crossroads was the old mall, now replaced by City Creek Mall. I don't remember what I yelled at them. Some anti-fur slogan. But I remember their look in their eye. I was like, oh, they don't think I'm yelling at them for their fur. They think I'm yelling at them because they're prostitutes. A white male yelling at them is not typically about some sort of fur issue. And so I felt bad. Did you do anything to rectify the situation? Did you buy them some new furs? I gave them some money. In exchange exchange for a better day for them. Well... Oh, their boy. their bad day continued to get worse. I told worse. you about the time I was on West Temple and my car, my, the Rover broke down and I went there at night to try to fix it. God knows. I don't know what I maybe change a battery. I have no idea what I was attempting to do, but it was like midnight on a Tuesday and these 
dudes kept wa- this dude kept being right there in front of my car next to the across from the salt palace and talking to people. I was like, oh my god, there's a drug deal going down. And then after the dude, they would have a conversation. Four cars would come out and swap the dude who was just having a conversation. I inadvertently, my car broke down in front of a sting operation. Mm. And I saw two or three people get busted that way because I was there for like an hour and a half. Did you start and, singing the Wire theme song? Oh, I kept thinking. I wanted to like announce. I just wanted to scream out like I have nothing. I hadn't seen the Wire at that point. Okay, <laughs> I had, Netflix was not out. I had not rented all the DVDs one by one. That's how I watched the Wire original OG style. That's how yeah. we used to do it, kids. From Joe. Mm-hmm. Joe was all about it. Remember when you lived in my room? Oh, remember when I lived in that house? Oh, you didn't live in my room. You lived in the. I lived in the the shit hole. That's a whole other story. We should get to shit. Well, we should do a story about shit holes we used to live in, and including one not too long ago. The West. What was it called? <laughs> the, the, the West Cliff. <laughs> Burnt down. But anyway, the Olympics. So you know that was all you remember. The Olympics. <laughs> it's thirty minutes later. Olympics. <laughs> I also I went to a hockey game. Me and my dad. It was a great time. Who won? Saw the Russians versus the Belarus. Mm, and I saw Russians. I saw inadvertently a bunch of Hall of Fame players on the Russian team, including a bunch from my Red Wings. Igor Larionov, Sergei Fedorov, Pavel Datsuk was there. And I don't think anyone else in the Red Wings. Maybe Kozlov, but I think he had left by that point. Yeah, he had because it's 2001. <laughs> Two. Um, but it was a great time. And I was there in the stadium in which a week or so later, the beautiful Canadians would win their first gold medal in 50 years in the Olympics, Holy right shit. in our t- in Salt Lake City, Canadian hockey Utah? history. Yeah. It was the first time in 50 years that the Canadians had won gold in the Olympics. Wayne and Wayne Gretzky, there's famous footage of it. Check it out. Salt Lake City. I would say this. Talk to me. Moving forward. Mm. If you have an interesting story to tell sure. about a particular topic, yeah, you're free to just tell that story. Yeah. Because when you ask me, hey, what do you think about this or that? I'm going to try and I'm going to just spitball and I'm going to say a bunch of stupid shit. Yeah. And it's going to suck for like 20 minutes. Okay. And then you can then say, Olympics, eh? And then you tell your great story. But by then, mm-hmm. everyone's tuned out. So people have tuned out to what I'm saying? The three or four people who started listening to this, they're gone. They left because of me. I don't think so. No, you're too inside of your head on this one, okay? I'm way. Listen, you were at the top of the, the top of the ski jump, okay? I'm Samuel L. Jackson. You're Samuel L. Jackson. I have a gun in my hand. Caesar has a gun to your head. And he's saying, I'm going to shoot you unless you do this jump. And you look at him and say, no. I ain't no Quincy Jones. <laughs> And then listen, I've gotten some feedback recently. (laughs) That voice probably is not the most appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Did you read any of that? Any of the Quincy Jones stuff? You read it? I saw a few headlines about JFK. So good. He just fucking straight up's like, they ask him a question. It's like, what's something you wish you didn't know? And he's like, who killed JFK? Like had nothing to do with that. And then he goes, Yeah, it's mafia. God damn it, beautiful Quincy. Remember uh Moby? He said that the CIA has reached out to him and told him to tell people that Trump's bad news. What? Yeah. Speaking of conspiracy theories. Oh. 
Is he Billy Corgan these days? Is he in that world? Is Moby not, gone? I mean, he's not doing wrestling, but... Moby, I feel like has heard or read that he basically like got all the money he needed off of that one album, and all he wants to do is make his little music in his apartment in New York, and that's what he's... He doesn't have to work ever again. He doesn't spend a lot. He just makes his little beats. Beats for Moby. He made his money from uh, Whole Foods. Oh, I thought it was from a book about a guy named... Jack and Diane. <laughs> Wait, he made his money from... Whole- oh, <laughs> he, he, invent- he made his money from he- writing the John Cougar Mellencamp song, Jack and Diane. Gotcha. You know what I like about this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> when we're just loose and we just just riff. Just riff. Uh, Whole Foods? <laughs> He was vegan on tour, oh. and uh, he's, I did hear that he was somewhere. It was on a podcast, I think. Hmm. And he was like, "Oh, this podcast. place has vegan food. How great!" He called his accountant and said, "Keep it going with this one. Put all of it, put it all on Whole Foods." Remember Wild Oats? I do. It's now a Dollar Tree on Second South and Eighth East. I thought it was bought out by Whole Foods. It was. By the way, I was going to say, speaking of prostitutes in Salt Lake City, did you see the uh, fucking uh, St. George oh, yeah. state represent? How he's like, the Daily Mail broke the news? Or I saw a British tabloid had had to break the news. So basically, the day so the day before was kind of like on Twitter, it was like, uh, hey, everybody, this dude just announced that he's, re- he's resigning from the state ledge. And at that time, no one knew why. They were just like, oh, he just backed out right now. And he also said, like his dad, he said, like his dad was dying of kids. He wanted to spend time with him. And the next day, it was like British tabloid reporting about how he would come up to Salt Lake for the state legislature, be, be on the state dime, staying at a hotel. And he had called Lady of the Night in the British tabloid. So the trip calls the tabloid to get more information, calls the lady, the prostitute in question. She says, Sorry, I've got an exclusive. They called the British tabloid, and the British tabloid's like, Yeah, sure, we'll, sure, we'll sell it to you. Better than Kevin Costner, by the way, doing a way better job than yeah. Prince of Thieves. Yeah, sure, we'll sell I don't know. That's not any better. But uh, there's a picture in a British accent, something like uh, the Queen, or uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, I'll do it Mr. Bean style, so I won't say anything. <laughs> and they said, No. <laughs> <laughs> they said uh, they'll for a price they'll give you the information. And the for a no. shilling, I will. <laughs> the Brits flew in on a open umbrella, stopped by <laughs> with a bunch of photos of a prostitute. They said no, and she blew away. She's a bit of a prosy, but worth all the bite. I'm Australian again. <laughs> Remember that was like the first year of our podcast was oh, accidental yeah. Australian. We just always ended up in Australia. Now I refuse to do accents because I'm too self conscious. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was a great, uh, great story. <laughs> poor bastard. I, then one of the notable parts is like the prostitute was like, "Yeah, he doesn't drink," which I love. That kind of like weird. I'm gonna go for the prostitution thing, but I'm not gonna have any. I'm not gonna buy it in any adultery. Is it Ten right. Amendment? Alcohol, not no, even, absolutely not. not. On there. God's watching me. I can't do that. It took another three thousand years to get around to banning alcohol. Mm. Fucker, booze. Anyway, speaking of booze, which is made up of gas or alcohol that's flammable, not unlike is ethanol in explain stuff words segue. Ignite yeah. the conversation. Yeah. 
Gasoline. Oh, our real main topic this week. Only like took us 30, 40 minutes. 37 minutes to oh get to God. it. I think it's actually probably like 35. Oh, thank God. Okay, let's be fair. It's two hours in. <laughs> well, it's kind of disappointing that we're this deep in and uh, most people have gone to sleep because... Why are they asleep? Gasoline's pretty interesting. But I will tell you this. Why are they asleep? You're assuming so much. You're assuming they're not in their cars burning gasoline, wanting us to keep talking because they've got a commute of 45 minutes. Oh, maybe. For our Rockford, Illinois Stop doubting boys. Yeah, stop doubting. Those boys want to hear what you got to say. Uh, gasoline. They're not going to look it up on the web. Uh, or will they? They gave up listening to this and looked it up on the web. Gasoline, go ahead, because you're the one who did the research on this. Yeah, I was just, I mean, I set out to learn about it mainly because I was Yeah, what spy? Wondering. I always like to know why you thought of it. It was, why the hell was lead ever in gasoline? Wait, oh yeah, unleaded and leaded. Unleaded. Not, as a man, because I don't drive these days, I've been using the bus, I've been riding my bike, I'm not sitting in front of that gas pump that much. So I'm assuming you would have... still call it unleaded, even though there hasn't been lead in it. The funny part is that decades. Holyoke thought of this not while filling up his car. It was just by huffing gasoline. I he was huffed just, a lot. He's just huffing a lot of that gas. He's trying to think of a huff pun. Huffy? Huffington Post. You rode over there on your Huffy bike? Yeah. And you became your own Huffy? Huff. I'll huff. Huff McGruff. Take a I'll puff and I'll continue on on this topic. Huff the magic. Gas pump. Gas pump. I huff you all day long. So, gasoline. Where yep. did it come from? Well, uh, in the 1800s, uh. the main fuel was whale oil. No. Spermicelli is what they called it because it looked like sperm and it came out of sperm whales' heads. Spermicelli? Mm-hmm. Oh, so I thought for a second it sounds like spermicelli. Yeah. And if, uh, you see how I'm going with that? Is that? Is this why we have Moby Dick? Is this the Moby Dick? Like, yeah, that's why they okay. were more Moby the musician. Ooh, full circle. Mm-hmm. And then during the so same eighteen hundreds, you would take these whales, chop off their heads, and get that blub. And I don't think it was the blub. It wasn't the blub because it was only in the sperm whales. And you're telling me that the only things that were they were only using that? There've got to be other gases. Only the things that come out of whales in the eighteen hundreds. It was the number one That's so weird. easily accessible. But then after whaling was like, uh, it's kind of intensive. Well, so I'll, then, tell you, I'll tell you what. There's a form of whaling I do to little schlag, my, mm, my 187. Schlag. It's a pretty intense whaling. <laughs> then in the mid-1800s, uh, they discovered, oh, oh, and they found that by boiling it, uh, kerosene would come off the top. It would gas up. What? Uh, the gaseous particles that would fly off that oil. Oh, I, got, <laughs> I got plenty of gassy parts to fly off my uh, oil. So they'd boil it up in like a barrel, mm. and then they'd have a funnel on the top, and uh, the funnel would be connected to a pipe. It's very similar to our air conditioning uh, topic. Nice! So the oil would heat up, the fumes would come off, and then once the fumes cooled, right. the shit that would uh, liquefy again was kerosene. What? Then... <gasps> Tom Edison came around saying, you don't need to burn whale oil nor kerosene. I've got another thing called electricity. Whoa. And it's going to knock your socks off. Or should I say shock? Your socks off. Your socks off. Especially the ones coming right out of the dryer. 
coming right out of that static electricity dryer. And let me tell you two things. First of all, there was one guy in the back of that audience when Thomas Edison made that announcement, as you're implying, who was a little bum. He liked the whale part. He yeah. wanted to keep whaling. His name? So, the Japanese. Oh, sorry. But then the next part, <laughs> <laughs> just to give you a little f- local flavor, what you're breathing in right now here in the Rose Park Saloon yes. House, we are just a mere down the road. From the refineries. We're one metric down road. Right. We're down one whale length away from the shmerma gas. <laughs> <laughs> the refineries right there where they're burning off that all the time, right? Yeah. Some sort of form of that. Anyway, exactly. so Edison's got his electric boys. He's trying to shock them, uh, awe, shock and awe. But meanwhile, Standard Oil, run by the Rockefellers, had uh, bought up all the refineries who were making that kerosene. And when Edison tried to take away their business with the electricity, they said, "Uh uh-uh, we're going to uh, make gasoline team up with those car makers. What? Ford. (gasps) And uh, I feel like I'm kind of making this up at this point. Uh But... Gasoline became the number one fuel. See, the weird thing is, I knew all this because this is exactly what Quincy Jones talked about. (laughs) (laughs) We actually just ran through everything Quincy Jones said. (laughs) We're actually, everything we've said this entire time is just the transcript of that interview and how it went. So they were, you're saying, go, I need to go back. But why is gasoline such a great fuel? But I still don't understand why did they they decide on gasoline? I'll tell you. Oh. Because. And how do you get gasoline? So you take crude oil. Okay. And like I said before, you boil it. What comes off the top? Ah. Kerosene. But that was just because they weren't boiling it hot enough. So if you get it hot, you get gas? You Aline? boil it. You bo- so those big ass towers that you're talking about, that refinery. Right down the street from right where we are. Down One down street from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, those tall ass towers that you heat up oil, oil. to 700 degrees Fahrenheit. Dinosaur and leaf material. And up that tall-ass tower, at various levels, uh, the gas is cool and condensed back into a liquid, and they drain off in these little trays. So you It's go, like you're fermenting something. You're making alcohol. Exactly. But you're doing yeah. Both distillation processes. Oh. Um, Which is funny, because I often enjoy an evening of a glass of gasoline. Gets me where I want to go. Let it, please. But keep going. It'll get you. It'll make you a little violent. Oh. But it'll get you going. Okay. So uh, not unlike a car gets going from gasoline. The heavier boil off gases that are at the bottom of the tower, they're like your motor oil. Ah, your sludge. Your sludge. Your semi-solids. Gotcha. You get out the tower a little bit, you get into the diesel. Oh. Diesel fuel zone. Way more like gasoline. Slightly sludged. Yeah, that's actually Just a, little a very bit. good way to describe right it. In between. And then you get up further, then you get into your kerosene. Okay. And then you get to the very top, you got your gasoline. There are things that are lighter than that, but they Uh, are gas, actual gas, and they go right out the top. So it's gone. See you later. It's called fizzy lifting drink. Uh, See Willy Wonka about it. Uh, So gasoline is one of those things that's right on the verge. It's very easy to raise it from a, a liquid to a gas, it doesn't gotta make... be careful. Yeah, so it's very advantageous. You can carry it around as a liquid, but when you want it to become a vapor, 
pretty easy to do so. And that's what happens inside of our car. Exactly. So it blasts a little bit into that little chamber. Love chamber. And then the not like the chamber was blasted into Samuel Jackson's head in the end of one eight seven. So the piston compresses the gas, and then the spark plug sets it off. Boom. So it was a liquid a short time ago. Blasted now in that it's a chamber. Gas. It's so quick to become a gas. That piston goes right back up. Little explosion. Little explosion. And then it goes, that gas that now used to be gasoline goes out the tailpipe. Bunch of carbon dioxide out the back. Uh, I've heard of that. It's a major player these days. But here's the thing. The earliest days of gasoline uh, was, for whatever reason, uh, the compression alone might set it off, make cause combustion without, without a spark plug, just from the compression part. So what? And that is what's called low octane gasoline. So you want lead in that to exactly prevent so lead made it so that it was less likely to combust spontaneously before the spark plug. But then we got back away from it because we figured but out. But then the seventies are like, oh shit, kids buy major rotor motorways motorways are very violent and fucked up. Oh shut the fuck the up because the lead. They, so they got the lead out. And, Get the uh, lead out. And, yeah. Garbies. I did actually learn a lot about gasoline because I did zero research for this one. I was too busy thinking about 187. I was too busy thinking about the <laughs> Olympics. And you did a very fun, little, concise uh, number about gasoline. I'll tell you this. Talk to me. I watched, it was a History Channel thing from the year 2000 that I watched about gasoline. Because clearly sponsored by the petroleum industry. Because it was like, there's a lot of benefits going on a here. A lot of the talking heads were Shell. And by the end, I was like, you know what? America's petroleum industry, not You're doing so a bad. great job. I told you that tower that's right over here. I once got notified. Well, everyone got notified. Remember when there was a small, uh, slight discharge mm. a couple years ago? Do you remember hearing about this? Do you hear about this? Do you remember mm. this? Well, the reason I was notified is because it landed in Warm Springs Park. And there's someone I know in this world whose main job is related to permitting these parks. Hmm. I wonder who that could be. I don't know. Uh, and the Warm Springs Park was covered in a f- very thin, mm. fine film. Uh, something had let loose at the refinery. It was non-toxic, they say, but they were on it. I don't know who owned I think it was Chevron. I can't remember. They were on it. They had already moved in the crew to clean up. We're paying for it all. Anyone who needed money for this situation was getting money, was getting clean, all the houses. It looked like there was a fine shimmer, but I they, this person had an event planned there that day to have a little f- fun run to go through Warm Springs Park. The only, it was just a little more fun. A little bit more fun, a little bit high. They were a little bit leadier, a little bit more angry. But anyway, so that these things happen. Explosions. And then don't forget Liberty Park had the... Lightning struck the, what was it, oil or? Yeah, it's the pipeline. Pipeline. Pipelines move a lot of our fuels. This is nuts what they said. They said that most gasoline that gets pumped around in pipelines is the same. So they said that all the different gas companies try to get you to buy their product. Uh-huh. But it's if it went through the main pipelines, inter- Everyone indistinguishable. It. So there's not this Tecron with Mecron. Well, what they said is that all those additives are added at the ah. 
whatever the fuck. Did you watch there's a video that and, uh, circulates all the same. on YouTube every once in a while showing how the interior of a gasoline tank at the gas station works, where it's inside, so that buried below the ground, and it's got one tank and then another tank to prevent leaks, mm. and it's all pressured. It's all pressured with water. So if like this, if it, if leak happens, the water goes up a little bit, hits an alarm, uh, so you know that there's a leak in the tank. Filled with all sorts of stuff and twenty feet down because it can, as you can imagine, if that were to leak, it would be pretty toxic for the ground. Yeah, they were saying that in the olden days, if you lived next to a refinery, you could expect explosions all of the time. Oh, it fuck. was just, it was just a thing that happened. Oh well, no explosion went off. Lost half the town. That's not small it price is... to pay for the beautiful gasoline. <laughs> Charging my old Studebaker. Go down to see the new hit. One eight seven. Old man off himself. <laughs> hey there, hey, but there's a gang movie coming out in LA. Let's go check it out. Woo! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, Cindy Lou, looking real fair. They have the state fair today. Want to go check out the new hit movies? One eight seven. And speaking of, we have hit our quota of 187 laughs, and that is the end of this uh, episode. We hope you stuck with it. Uh, if you were in Ryan's uh, Holyoke's brain, you would think that no one is listening, but I am in Ryan Schlegel's brain, and I think there's a bunch of people listening, and we thank you for listening. We thank you for who you are, and we love you so much, and uh, we just want you to have a great day, a uh, great life, and enjoy the Olympics. Check them out. Big fan. Have a Coca-Cola. Watch 187 this week. <laughs> If you're still in the Las Vegas area for the end of March, we will go. Car's got a piece so bad, and he's holding this dingus. And it doesn't have to, it's like a very small little pinch. It's a tiny, very small. Tiny little peen. But well, we are going to be doing our first. You go pee. It's over. Okay, okay that's pee. right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're doing the first ever meetup in Las Vegas around March 30th. Come on down. We'll be around Fremont Street. We'll be at the Las Vegas Golden Knights game. If you can make it, be great. Lamar, I saw you might try to come down. That'd be awesome. If not, we'll see you all some other time. On behalf of Ryan Holyoke, we love you. And reach out to him and tell him you listen to the show because he's afraid no one does. I mean, you know, the four people do. My name is Ryan Cycle. Have a good day in life. Until next time. Bye.